Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is hump day Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. And oh man, another crazy morning inside the Big Ten because yesterday, President Donald Trump decided to get into Big Ten football, intervened. Over the weekend, he had tweeted out that the Big Ten needed a play. Well, yesterday, he made an even bigger statement as he got on the horn with Kevin Warren, and the two talked about resuming college football. Now, I'm not a fan of President Donald Trump. I think that he, for one, has handled this coronavirus absolutely horrendously, because if he had taken the proper precautions and measures about nine months ago, back in January, when he was initially warned about the coronavirus, we wouldn't be in this spot to begin with. We would be like other first world countries who are able to battle this virus. We wouldn't be dealing with this right now. Life would be back to semi-normal. However, the way that Trump handled all of this and now he's reverting course and trying to help, makes me feel like he's going to take full credit if the Big Ten returns. So I really, really kind of don't want to see that because, you know, he's going to spin it his way and just try to get votes out of this, which he says is, you know, the the Big Ten's at the one-yard line of, resuming play immediately, but I don't think he understands really what's going on. The Big Ten can't just, all right, we're playing games next weekend. That's just not how it works. There's a ramp up to playing college football or football in general. So you can't just be like, all right, well, the, you guys scheduled games for next week. Go, go play them. No, 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 that doesn't work. He doesn't get it. And then the conference after the meeting that Kevin Warren and Trump had, they released a statement saying that they are exhausting every resource to help student-athletes get back to playing the sports they love at the appropriate time in the safest and healthiest way possible. Okay. That I can understand. That I don't think you needed Trump's help with. Kevin Warren's already dug himself a hole, Now he's digging himself a deeper hole. Because if I was Warren, I would have told Trump, nah, I'm good with the call. I don't need it. I don't need your help. But he took the help. And you have to wonder what's going to come out of this help. Why is he asking for the president's help? Is this a monetary reason? Does this have to do with money? Does this have to do with testing? Does it have to do with both? I could see both. Because when you look at the grand scheme of things, Iowa's struggling big time. Yesterday, Michigan announced that they're going to cut 21, 21 jobs because they're going to see a loss of about $100 million in revenue. Iowa's already... Taking a loan between 70 and 75 million dollars 
to cover the losses that their athletic department is going to have. If it's money, if he's asking for government assistance with money, then all right. But what the hell does Trump know about football? I don't think he knows a lot about football, to be honest with you. And if he's claiming to be this person that understands how that works, all you have to do is look at his foray into football. Because at one point in time, he owned a USFL team. And the USFL went under in two years. And prior to him owning the USFL team, he had an opportunity to buy the Dallas Cowboys. And he claimed that uh, the about $50 million that the Cowboys wanted to buy the franchise was a dumb investment. Well, guess what there, Donnie? The investment would not have been a dumb one. Because at this point in time, the Dallas Cowboys are one of the most monetarily well-off NFL franchises out there. And they have an estimated value of over $5 billion. $5 billion. So, for the supposed businessman, he made a bad business decision. Because the USFL didn't last very long. And the NFL, I can't see it not lasting very long. But, I digress, as... Ohio State announced uh, their new president, Dr. Christina Johnson. Johnson was very adamant about potentially playing football. She said there's a path to playing football in the fall. So that's good news, right? Or is it? Because Nebraska athletic director Bill Moose came out later in the day and responded saying that there is no truth to the potential October 10th restart rumors. So once again, we've got a mishmash of what's going on inside the Big Ten, making, once again, the conference look like a bunch of idiots. This is a broken record, and it is time to put their foot down. I've been asking Kevin Warren to just have a firm stance. That's it. That's all I want. A firm stance. Play the season or don't play the season. Just say it is what it is. So people can accept it and plan to move on. But that's not the case. There continues to be wishy-washy rumors about the Big Ten potentially coming back to playing, and the Big Ten not playing, and the Big Ten potentially playing around Thanksgiving, which doesn't make sense because then they wouldn't be eligible for the college football playoff. Like, what the hell is going on here? Pick a damn lane, Kevin Warren. Pick a lane and deal with it. That's what you have to do. You cannot continue to go back and forth, back and forth, and assume that people are going to be okay with it. Because people aren't. I'm getting tired of this. And I'm sure you're getting tired of it as well. Because it seems like on a weekly basis, there's a rumor about the Big Ten that comes out. 
and it does not mesh well with what the Big Ten is actually doing. But the rumors keep riding. And more and more and more of this crap continues to happen. I'm tired of it. Kevin Warren needs to come out with a firm, hard statement. Either you're playing in the fall or you're not playing in the fall and you're going to have an adjustment and have a plan for a spring season. It has to be firm. His PR staff should be fired after this because they've handled this horrendously. Terrible. Absolutely horrendous. The initial statement should have come out when Warren canceled the season about two weeks ago. It should have come out strong. These are the reasons why we cannot play football in the Big Ten this year. This is our initial idea of what a spring schedule will look like for the Big Ten. We've exhausted league on overall our options. This is what we have at the moment. In the future, we will update what the full-on spring season will be. Or he could have just said, you know what? We need to pause all of this. Let's continue to have the athletes practice, which they have. They've continued to practice. There's been no stoppage at all with any of these athletes. Now, aside from Iowa, obviously, Iowa shut down their workouts through the end of uh, the beginning of next week through Labor Day weekend. And if that's the case, a pause would have been so much better than a cancellation. Or in his terms, in Kevin Warren's terms, a suspension of football. Well, either way, former Ohio State quarterback and current ESPN analyst Kirk Herbstreet responded to everything that's going on right now inside the Big Ten. And, you know, it's it's just like what we're talking about here. We have no damn clue what's going on. Because, once again, we get into it for another reason. And this time it's Purdue's president, Mitch Daniels. Hasn't talked since any of this went down on the vote. And uh, this is through uh, the JC Online. And this is what his quote was. The Big Ten's decision was a collective one. After the commissioner and several presidents received very strong advice from team doctors and other medical experts that the unique health risks to athletes, especially in collision sports, as well as the risk for coaches and sports staff, were too uncertain to proceed in good conscience. As you have seen, 28 of the 34 D1 conferences, although not yet three of the so-called Power power 5, were coming to the same discouraging conclusion. And to state the obvious, this had to be a collective action. It would have been implausible for Purdue to play, while many others were determined not to. And again, this goes back to the vote, the 11-3 to vote. What the hell? This doesn't... Mitch Daniels, you're, you're telling me that this was a collective decision? I just, you know, there are so many things that are going on inside the conference with what the hell is going on, and each 
of these notions as to whether or not this happens or that happens and this happens and that happens. It's a he said, she said type situation. It's getting to the point where I'm just, I'm disappointed again because the conference looks like a clown show. It's just, at this point in time, again, I will reiterate the fact that in my eyes, if Kevin Warren had been very firm with his initial announcement of the cancellation of fall sports inside the Big Ten, we wouldn't be here right now. But he was so wishy-washy. And his statements continued to call out uncertainty and more uncertainty. And if he hadn't done that, we wouldn't be here right now, I don't believe. He needs to live with his decision and move on. That is what it needs to be. All right, I'm done ranting. Let's move on to a little bit of player movement that we saw yesterday. We'll start off with a transfer. And this one is going to hurt Minnesota, although who the hell knows, because we don't know whether we're playing football here in the fall, whether they're playing football in the spring. But either way, this is not good. Minnesota's offensive guard, uh, rising redshirt sophomore Chris Dunlap, started all the games last year for the Golden Gophers in their big return to national prominence. 11-2 bowl win. Just missed out in a Big Ten championship appearance. P.J. Flex got this program going in the right direction. Well, that makes two offensive stars, as Dunlap's going to enter the portal, uh, along with Rashad Bateman, who has already decided that he is not going to play. He's going to forego this year in preparation for the NFL draft. That's two big-time players on Minnesota's offense that won't suit up again for the Golden Gophers. And this one, I think, hurts a little bit more than Bateman does. Because Bateman's not moving schools. Bateman's staying around. Although I don't know if Bateman's training in Minneapolis. But what I do know is that he'll never say he wore another uniform again. Not like Dunlop. Dunlop's going to wear another uniform. Dunlop has at least one more season in college before he's eligible for the NFL draft. And it's looking like he won't play for Minnesota. We'll monitor his situation because it's an interesting one. We'll see if he tries to go to a team in the ACC, in the SEC, in the Big 12 that's actually playing fall ball right now. And if that's the case, he goes into a program, plays, and I could see him immediately just saying, I'm off to the NFL because he's eligible. This is his year. I don't know what the NCAA is going to do? Will they make him sit out a year? Will he be able to uh, say hardship because the Big Ten's not playing and he'll be eligible immediately? With the NCA, you have no damn clue what they're going to decide, player to player. Another issue that I have. I wish they would just come out and say, these are the transfer rules. These are the portal rules. You know? But there's not. It's so vague. They make odd decisions, weird decisions. Look at Luke Ford of Illinois. Moved home because his grandfather was ill. 
He moved home so his grandfather could watch him play and not have to travel live. And guess what? That's not going to happen. And Ford's grandfather died during his transfer season where he was not eligible by the NCAA. Think the Ford family's pissed off? I sure as hell would be. I wouldn't be happy about that situation either. Some more player movement as uh, we see former Maryland wide receiver DJ Turner. He's going to land at Pitt. Already started practicing. So it looks like the NCAA might be being a little lenient on the Big Ten players transferring to other conferences who are playing this fall. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens with Dunlap, though. But DJ Turner... Already practicing for Pittsburgh as they are getting ready. They've got about uh, 10 days now until the ACC kickoff. They start next weekend. Big Ten has plenty of time. They got time to get this going again. They're going to have to do it soon. And the more they wait and the more they continue to kick the tires around, the less time they will have to do that. All right, some news out of Ohio State as well, not just President Christina Johnson talking about the potential return of fall football, but news of Haskell Garrett. As we all know, Haskell Garrett got shot in the face over the weekend. Uh, It came out yesterday that uh, he was trying to break up a domestic incident between a couple. So, you know, Garrett wasn't necessarily trying to do bad things. He was doing a good thing. He was being an upstanding young man. Well, it came out in a statement yesterday on Twitter saying that uh, he's okay and he's uh, recovering well. So that's very good news for the senior defensive tackle from Ohio State. Now, some more good news for Ryan Day as they continue to just rack up commitments and more commitments. And this time yesterday was the first day that you're able to really get contact with the 22 class. September 1st, you're able to send them mailers, you're able to DM them, you're able to call them. Well, like every school, they were very active. Every school was active yesterday. Every school in the country. But not every school cashed in and got a commitment out of it. But the Buckeyes did, as they got Georgia tight end Bennett Christian. Uh, Doesn't have a huge offer list right now because, again, the 22 class, it's a year and a half away from signing day almost, the early signing period. At 6'6", 235 pounds. Uh, He had offers from Tennessee, Kentucky, Michigan State, Nebraska, Penn State. Solid offer list there for Christian. So a good get for Ohio State. Uh, They have yet to really unlock the tight end potential that they have. Uh, They've got a tight end on their uh, roster in Jeremy Ruckert, who can be all-world and be a difference maker, but unlike, say, Uh, Penn State or in Iowa, they haven't been able to unlock the tight ends. They've got talent there. Iowa's a tight end factory. I mean, literally a tight end factory. Now, you're going to look and say, oh, George Kittle, blah, blah, blah. Well, remember, George Kittle's had less than 1,000 yards and less than four touchdowns in his career at Iowa. You're, You're more looking at the recent guys. When they, they had two first-round draft picks selected last year in the draft. You get look at Penn State. You've got Pratt Fryermuth, arguably the best tight end in the country, not just in the conference. 
Well, the Buckeyes have a guy in Ruckert who's just as talented. But the production just hasn't been there for the tight ends for the Big Ten best team in the last 20 years. It's one position where you probably say Ohio State can get better at. There's not a lot of them. That's one. And Christian's a very good player, a very a frame that is to die for currently. I mean, come on. You're 6'6", 235 pounds, and you're a rising junior? Whew. That's plenty of time to really get ready and come on to a program and contribute right away. So a great get for Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. And that's it for me today on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike Epchen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Radius reviews and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a happy hump day, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.